are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back. Hope you're surviving election 2020. Uh, you know, full disclosure, this episode is recorded on 11-4, which is yesterday, Wednesday. You know, maybe by now something is shaken out yet between Trump and Biden. We do not know as of now, but uh, hopefully this uh, stuff is over with so everybody can just move on with their lives. And if they haven't, well, just hang on in there. Hopefully things will get better. But so what can we do for you today to get your mind off the election, at least for a few minutes? Uh, we're going to be talking about your favorite topic, which is the San Antonio Spurs. And what's on tap today? Have a little fun with Patty Mills. He did a recent interview with Rolling Stone magazine, and he had something to say about where he stands as far as a player is concerned. Yeah, I got a Spurs fans talking. Uh, we're going to be um, asking our guest, Joe Garcia, what his thoughts are on Patty Mills. Not He's not going to lay down and let Father Time beat him. At least that's what Patty Mills is saying. Also, we're going to be discussing Weatherspoon, Quindari Weatherspoon, and with the Spurs packed with a bunch of guards, is it time for the Spurs to look down that bench and see Spoon down there and say, you know what? We may think something else is best for you. To do that, let's go ahead and bring on Joe Garcia, Two Shots Podcast. Joe, oh, and also with uh, Poodle Sports SA. Uh, Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. It's been a while, buddy. Yeah, been a while. We've been uh, doing some some things behind the scenes as far as, uh, well, I guess I can say I've been uh, battling a health scare over the last couple of weeks, but... You know, after a, a trip to the dock and everything, been given a, a clean bill of health and on the road to recovery good, good, and feeling good. better. So if I've been a little distant, that's the reason why I've been haven't been feeling good. So I'm on the road to recovery yeah. now and feeling much better now. Yeah, Joe, you told me that you're going through uh, some some uh, physical issues, health issues uh, a few days ago. And I get that to myself, you know, that's your business and everything. But I'm I'm glad to hear that you're OK with letting fans know that. You had a bit of a scare, but also that you're doing better. So, uh, yeah. but I mean, uh, how, how was it though? I mean, was it that scary or? Um, yeah, it was kind like, of scary because through? I had, uh, I had, uh, lost quite a bit of weight in a short amount of time and, uh, something, I knew something was going on, you know? So yeah. I lost like maybe 20, 25 pounds in wow, a man. short period of time. Not a lot of, mm -hmm. not a, uh, an appetite at all. Not, you know, wanting to eat anything and I just hadn't been feeling very well. So made a trip to the doctor and after a whole bunch of lengthy tests and things that are not pleasant at all <laughs> over the last couple <laughs> of weeks, uh, yeah. this latest uh, visit, uh, I, I had a, I was given the, the green light. So clean bill of health and, you know, just given some medication and, you know, told to kind of change my diet and, you know, get some rest for now and yeah. recover. And, but I'm feeling a lot better. I'll tell you that. Good, good. All right. Well, let's get your mind off. Um, What's going on with you, at least for a few minutes, Joe, and talk some Spurs, uh, one of your favorite topics. And, uh, you know, Joe, right before the show started, I sent you an article uh, you could find on the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox 29SanAntonio.com about Patty Mills in an interview he did with Rolling Stone magazine. And Joe, in a nutshell, he's saying that he's got plenty left in the tank, Joe. And he even warned the NBA, according to Rolling Stone, that, well, let's go and read what he had to say, that the best is yet to come. My peak is coming. Joe, you think old man, quote unquote, Mills at age 32 has more in them uh, as, as we're entering his final season contract wise with the Spurs? 
I think he's just playing with everybody. You know, he's just he's been known <laughs> to 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 get around with everybody in the media, you know, and his teammates as well. I think he's just playing around. He's having fun with it. He knows he's getting up there in age, and if he still feels like he really realistically, if he still feels like he has something in the tank, more power to him, man. He was playing great last season, you know. So mm-hmm. it looks like he still has a lot of game left in him. But I think he's just playing around, just kidding around with everybody. Well, you know, Joe, I, I kind of dug into some numbers here, and uh, maybe he could be honest something if he's not messing around, just uh, you know, kidding. He's coming off a season where he scored a career high 11.6 points per game. He also saw a career high in free throws per game, free throw attempts. So that tells me he's getting aggressive. Three-point field goals per game. So his accuracy is getting better. And even field goal attempts per game. So he's okay taking more three-point shots. Joe, do you think the old man, uh, if in his final season, and if he produces these numbers that we saw last season, do you think the Spurs should extend him when his contract is over. No, yeah, it, it depends if the if the price is right. You know, of course, when they extended his contract, the landscape was a little different in the NBA. You know, everybody was getting uh, these big contract deals, you know, and, and now uh, with the way things have gone in 2020, uh, I think the landscape's going to look a lot different. There's not going to be as much money to go around. So I, I would be fine with the Spurs extending him if they uh, bring him at a at a decent price, you know, he's taking a hometown yeah. discount. But I'm not with uh, keeping Patty Mills for the sake of, let's say, taking minutes away from some of our, our younger uh, players that could use the, those minutes. So it's quite the conundrum. You know, it's a walking that tightrope. You know, do you really, really want to keep him? But if you do, you take minutes away from some of the up and comers, you know. So mm-hmm. I can understand, like, keeping him around, letting him play, you know, a reduced role, uh, but keeping him around so he can kind of mentor some of these younger players. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, I mean, in the bubble, when he took that step back and he was just mentoring the younger players out there, I think that was when the Spurs were at their best. They were very competitive. So if he came in at some uh, as a role, something of that nature, I'd be fine with the Spurs extending him, but it would have to work numbers-wise. numbers, numbers wise. Yeah, I, I hope they don't break the bank with him. You know, he's, he's getting a very generous uh, final contract year which uh, would be this upcoming season. I think it's about $15 million. Uh, that's a lot of money the Spurs oh, can yeah. definitely use in next offseason if uh, the Spurs decline to re-sign him or restructure his deal next season. Nothing Pal Gasol-ish, as we saw. Yeah, well, when Gasol Spurs was a, a, a big-name free agent, Jeff. So uh, next yeah. next season, they can actually go after some big names. And not only that, but the draft class looks a lot better going into the 20, mm-hmm. 2021 season, you know? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, if the Spurs are looking at that, then yeah, they may have to consider what do they do with Mills? Do they a waive him this upcoming season um, and let him go and hunt a title? And you know, the Spurs just fully invest in their young guns. Do they just write him out? Which I think they will. They'll just write out his final contract. And by the way, I'm sorry, I didn't. I meant to say 13.2 million, not 15 million. Uh, that's due upcoming uh, season. Or and, and then, you know, speaking of upcoming season, keeping them on because they're going to get younger. You mentioned the draft. They got two picks in the upcoming draft, 11 and 41. Um, if they just stay there and do not move or do, make any moves, regardless, they're going to get younger. And they can use a uh, highly experienced NBA vet who's been with the Spurs at the peak of the golden era and to right now the rebuild. And he's seen it all. And, Joe, I'm not the only one who says this. You know, Brent Forbes – uh, at the beginning of last season said 
that uh, Mills is his guy, quote unquote, that uh, he's the first guy there in training camp. He's the first guy who, who come to him, to the players and say, hey, we all need anything, you know, come to him. So that's value. And Joe, do you think at the end of the day, the Spurs value that and will keep them on maybe beyond next season, knowing that they're going to have a very young team? Oh, yeah, I would think it would be a good step for them to to keep him, but it would have to work in the scope of not only the numbers, but also the role that he would play. I think at this juncture, he can play that role of mentor. Yeah, he can come in and, and help out with minutes here and there when the team really needs him. But if he would come in and play that mentor mentor role and, and give his minutes uh, to some of these younger players, like I stated, I think that's going to be more productive uh, to the Spurs being, uh, let's say, more uh, competitive in the West mm-hmm. versus how they how they were starting their lineups in the beginning of the season. You know, uh, well, there was it wasn't really they weren't really competitive. Right. It was a lot of uh, mediocrity. You know, well, uh, Spurs fans did have a react to what Patty Mills had to say, and some just put the emojis of the little laughter, you know, um, faces, you know, with little tears coming down, big old grin, um, saying like, "Yeah, whatever, Patty." And then you have guys like at Mateo three six one saying. Um, guess, guess that should trade up his uh, trade value. So they're, they're seeing that, that aspect of it. And then you have also other Spurs fans like uh, at Fashi Mika saying, right, come on, come on with it already. Like In other words, like, yeah, I know Patty Mills, uh, keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what you do. Um, he, and by the way, she also goes on to say yes, that she loves this so much. He's our favorite player and inspiration to many others. So you see that as well. And then you also get other react, you know, from Spurs fans like at swap thing E and J at E and J saying Patty even getting better. And then they have an emoji of just uh, Costanza from Seinfeld saying, mark me down. I'm all for it. Joe Spurs fans are split with Patty Mills. Um, Why do you think that is? You think they're just so fully invested in this youth movement. They just want to dump all these vets. Uh, or is it simply just because they don't think he has any value on the court, like as far as X's and O's? I don't know. I mean, that would be a a big decision for uh, for the coaching staff and, of course, the front office, you know, as far as yeah what their assessment is of him. You know, um, if you look at the numbers, as you had stated, Jeff, when you were talking about one Patty Mills, um, he had a productive year. You know, he had a productive last season. Uh, he showed that he can still play ball and he can play really good basketball when he's called upon to play his role, not playing a point guard as we had saw him in, in the prior season, uh, you know, because we didn't have uh, point guards. Our, our point guards were we were depleted at the point guard position due to injury. So as long as Patty plays the role that he can play to the best of his abilities, he still has some game that he can he can contribute mm-hmm. out there on the court for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, yeah. So I, I, for one, I would li- like to see him, but as stated, it's just going to have to work as far as what the expectation is of his role moving forward. And of course, numbers wise, we don't want to, you know, extend him just because of a gentleman's agreement that the Spurs have have gotten in trouble with in the past with one Paul Gasol, uh, for example, yeah. and uh, overextend yourself, and then it kind of depletes you as far as what you can do uh, when you want to go after, uh, let's say, anybody in free agency. So 
mm-hmm. they're going to have to make smart deci- decisions right now that will affect the future of the team. And as we've stated before, this is a critical juncture that we're in right now. You know, what's going to happen right now is going to affect what's going to happen for the years to come. And especially yeah. with this youth movement, I mean, we have a good young core, but we also need to uh, surround them with some elite talent. You know, we we're moving away, I believe, from LMA uh, and we're going to have to go ahead and go after some, you know, somebody in free agency that can kind mm-hmm. of help this young core and really get us back yeah. to where we want to be as as a as a team. You know, the Spurs fans want to see this team get back to form and get back into the playoff race. We need talent. You know, we need to surround mm-hmm. these younger players with some elite talent. So it's going to be interesting, Jeff. Interesting times. It really is. And, you know, physically. You know, he keeps himself in tip-top shape. If you follow him on social media, I mean, the guy is just shredded. And uh, he values uh, personal fitness so much. He and his wife, he, they're always constantly working out. Even during the pandemic, they were giving tips to Spurs fans, or just anybody who was willing to listen about staying in uh, shape. Look, uh, he doesn't take that much of a pounding as a, as a big man would in the NBA. You know, he he's not getting beat up in that paint. Uh, he plays a kind of a fast-paced role and, you know, minimal contact. You rarely see him getting uh, sprawled out on the court. So I think he's right in the sense that he has plenty left in the tank to go, that there's not too much wear and tear on him. But I think what Spurs fans see is just more minutes given to him versus given to the young guys. And look, I I do believe that he'll be around even after next season when his contract is up. I think, Joe, I think you're right. I think he'll give a – hometown discount somehow some way or they'll figure the numbers out but i think the spurs at the end also value his veteran presence you know we know how pop is joe he loves the vets he's loved him since day one he's become a spurs head coach to him now i don't see him letting uh patty walk i think he's going to retire as spurs the only way he walks joe if patty says you know what i see you're in the rebuild look i am in i feel good i feel like i'm my peak is still out there um, maybe I go look for a better shot at winning a title. I think that's the only way I think that the Spurs will part ways with them. But outside of that, Joe, no, I, I think he'll stay around. And I, you know, you say that he was just kidding around, Joe. I, I, I think, yeah, the part of it was, but I also think, you know, there's some truth to it. I, you can't tell a, an elite athlete, a professional athlete that their time is done, Joe. You just can't, Joe. Yeah. I think what he really means is that he still has some years left on him where he can mm-hmm. come out and still play ball. Now, he hasn't hit his peak yet. I, that's where I think he's just kidding around. You know, gotcha. I think he's just having fun with everybody. But he still has a couple of years left in him that, you know, if he, he stays healthy and everything, he can still play another two or maybe three seasons uh, in the NBA. Yeah. Hey, what about you, Joe? Would you, would you like to see him stick around after next season? I would as a mentor. You know, yeah. if we're going to wind up um, giving some of his minutes, as I stated, to some of our our younger players yeah. who who really need that time out there on the court to develop, you know, their game and really see what they're made of. Because um, we, we, we just don't know at this point, because as you stated, Coach Pop is so keen on giving those minutes to veterans that the young core gets overlooked. I think right now is the time where we need to go ahead and start giving those minutes to this young core and kind of pulling back those minutes on the veterans a little bit. You know, you got to make the most of what you have when you're out there on the court. And I think that Patty Mills, uh, he's the epitome of that. You know, if he goes out there and he gets seven minutes, 
he's going to give you all he has in those seven minutes. He's the, the energizer yeah. bunny. He's high energy coming off of that bench. He knows that that minutes are precious. So if Pop gives him seven, eight minutes, you know, per quarter, he's going to come out and he's going to give you everything he's got. That's mm-hmm. why he plays at such a frantic speed and with such uh, energy out there because he's, he's not playing around. He knows if you're getting seven, eight minutes, ten minutes, say, go out there and make the best of them. And I think it sets an example for this young core. So as far as that goes, he's a great mentor. What, what Who better to learn from? Than, than the guy who has the most one of the, the guys who has the most experience on the team and has won yeah. a chip more than one time you know Patty mm-hmm. Mills you 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 have a, a great mentor in him yeah you really do and I think the, as I said before the Spurs value that when it comes to Patty Mills doesn't mean they're going to play him 20-25 minutes moving forward in his career if they're going full force on the youth movement. I think he'll be there in spot minutes. I think he'll get his 10-12 minutes a game and be there in crucial times in games. If the game is on the line, they need a veteran hand, a steady hand. I think they'll put him out there. But yeah, hey, you know what, Patty? A score for the old guys, man. I'm with you. You know, I'm, I'm many would think I'm maybe past my prime. And, uh, you know, good to hear the uh, old man, quote unquote, even though he's 32, my goodness, how time flies for Patty Mills, 32 years old. And he's still saying he still has plenty left. And well, speaking of the young guys, we're going to shift gears and talk about that. Now, when we get back, Joe and I are going to put in focus Quindari Weatherspoon. And no, not what he did last season. Uh, The numbers kind of um, projecting it out. What should the Spurs do with Weatherspoon, considering the makeup of the current roster? We're back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia. He is the host of Puro Sports SA and feeling 100% better. Is is that true, Joe? Feeling 100% better? But I'm still yeah. feeling uh, a little tired after <laughs> this whole uh, gamut of tests and all these things that I've been having to to do lab work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm recovering now, but I'm feeling a lot better, I got to say. Yeah. All right. Well, Joe, uh, let's go ahead and continue our chat about these Spurs. And there's something that I thought of when we were talking about Mills and the young guys and the guards is that the Spurs have a lot of guards. Look, we know that. We all know that. Everybody knows that. There's been articles written about it left and right and podcasts talked about it like here in Lockdown Spurs left and right. But one guard that gets overlooked a lot is uh, Weatherspoon. And what we saw in Austin, great player, good guy. You know, we spoke to Landry Fields earlier in the season. Uh, he told me that, hey, you know, kudos to Weatherspoon for having to adjust uh, the type of style he was used to in college into the G League slash NBA. And, you know, very heady play in Austin, double-figure scoring, you know, assists, et cetera, et cetera. We, we, we all know those stats. But, Joe, I beg the question to you. With the Spurs having so many guards and guards that are ahead of them, you just name them right now, Murray, White, Walker, you know, uh, Kelton, you know, plays a guard position every once in a while. And even DeMar, if he stays the chance of him getting significant NBA minutes is slim with San Antonio. So the big question to you, uh, you, Joe, is this, should the Spurs let him go and go off to another team where he can get more minutes and maybe flourish in the NBA? That's a, a tough, a tough question to answer because we haven't really seen what he can really do. You know, if we go and look at how many minutes, you know, he's played, in this last season, he think it was total of maybe 
what, 63 minutes in nine games? Yeah, that, it was a very small sample size <laughs> in San Antonio. In San Antonio. Yeah. Not, not in, you know, including all the minutes that he's played with the Austin Spurs, but nine games in 63 minutes, it, it's a very yeah. small sample size. And we don't really know what his ceiling is, what he can actually do in the scope of him getting uh, into the rotation and being given more minutes and see how he can contribute to the team, you know? Yeah. So I just think the verdict on on Quindary Weatherspoon is it's too soon. We we have to really see what this young man is capable of doing. And if, you know, the bubble play, you know, is any indication, he can play a, a really decent defense at times, you know? So I'd like to see what he can do uh, given more minutes uh, with the team. So let's give him another season. Let's see how he pans out. But I got to right. say the person that I think we need to walk away from already is Shemezi Metu. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the kid shows great uh, potential when he's playing the Austin G League, you know, with the Austin Spurs. Um, but it doesn't really translate well into uh, real-time NBA minutes. I, I'd hate for that uh, to happen to Quindary. So hopefully he can really, you know, show us something when he's, uh, you know, over and, and we're playing with the Austin Spurs and, yeah. you know, let his uh, game speak for himself and, Hopefully he can get some more minutes here with the team and, and really show what he's capable of doing because I think the kid has a, a good upside, but he just needs to fight and claw and get himself into that rotation. Yeah, Joe, you know, circling back to Weatherspoon here, a part of me thinks that the Spurs should do him that favor, not because they, they're dumping him or they don't believe in him. I think he's a going to be a good player. I don't think he's going to be a great player. I don't think he's going to be an all-star, but I think he's going to be a very valuable piece for an NBA team. You know, he's a big guard and he's physically, you know, size wise, not tall, but just he's built like a machine, uh, you know, very even keel for what we see in Austin, uh, ability to drive, finish at the rim. He's getting better at the outside shots, one of the knocks on him. But I just think if he stays on one more season that, yeah, it's good to have an insurance policy of, you know, God forbid something happens to the young guns and one of the top guards that Spurs have goes down. It's good to have him there. But also, too, like, do you stymie his growth because you have so many guards? So, yeah, obviously, they're going to make some moves. Maybe they won't be heavy guard next season. But if they don't and they go with a guard-centric play, which the NBA is leaning towards, Spoon is kind of left out. You know, do you think he'll accept another role in Austin? I think he would, but I think he'll prefer to play in San Antonio. I think they all, they all want to play in the NBA. I just think they should see where this goes – you know, and if next season begins, we still don't know when next season is going to begin. And if there's a point where they can waive players, maybe just say, okay, you know what, Weatherspoon, you know, thank you. You know, hope you learned a lot, but go out, go find yourself a new home and hopefully you'll get more minutes. I mean, there's got to be a, a lot of teams, Sacramento, uh, Phoenix, you, you go East, you know, there are teams that could use him. Not, I don't want him on the Spurs roster. I do, but man, you got to wonder, you know, should the Spurs just cast him aside, not in a bad way, but for him to flourish and do him a solid? Joe, your thoughts? Yeah, they could do him a solid, you know. And uh, but again, you know, it just depends on on him, you know, and what he can do as far as trying to impress the, the coaching staff and, and mainly, you know, Coach Pop. You got to get in his good graces and yeah. not make a lot of mistakes out there. Play really hard nosed defense 
and do the little things and which he does help you, he does the you little know? things and, and that's that's all he needs to do he just needs to continue to do that and continue to grow in those areas uh and show you know hey that he is learning you know he's he's taking the criticism he's uh, one of these players that i think is uh really open to being coached you know you see a lot of these younger players who don't really take coaching too well i think when Derry's one of these uh young players who does take that criticism to heart and you know puts it out there when he goes out there on the court and, and shows the coaching staff, hey, I've taken everything you've told me and now I'm mm-hmm. uh, really going to go ahead go ahead and go out there and utilize that uh, and show you guys that I can elevate my game. Uh, I think he just needs to continue to work hard and show them what he's capable of doing. And if he continues to work hard and work on all aspects of this game, uh, especially those that he knows he needs to kind of pay a little bit more closer attention to, such as the mm-hmm. outside shooting, um, he can make a, a name for himself. He can actually carve out more minutes for him, but it's going to take a lot of work. You know, that's the thing is, you know, you want to get to places and you want to elevate and you want to get more minutes. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort. And really, at the end of the day, it's all on him. You know, what does he want to do? So I think as long as he has a good uh, support system, uh, his mm-hmm. upside is going to be really good. It, it's interesting to keep an eye on on his development uh, as we get further along into getting closer to the season, you know. Yeah, he is a hustle guy. And in the bubble, that's one of the, the themes, a common thread that a lot of players uh, mentioned when I asked or in um, Zoom conferences that others asked about Weatherspoon. Interesting, though, Joe, is out in the bubble, he got play, but I thought he'd get more play out in Orlando. Did you expect that as well? I kind of did, you know, because we kind of um, got an inkling that there was going to be some uh, minutes being go- given to some of these younger players, especially when you had, you know, a player like Trey Lyles go down. Um, yeah. And then you kind of got the the rumors coming through that the Spurs were going to go younger uh, and go small, you know, small. They were going to have a, a small ball lineup. And mm-hmm. sure enough, all the rumors were true. The Spurs played small ball. And, you know, I think it was good for not just Quindary, but the young core, you know, to get those minutes out there in the bubble. It's just going to it's just going to help them that much more come this coming season. So I wasn't, I wasn't uh, surprised. It, it was one of those, uh, not a surprise, should, should I say. It was one of those, okay, you know, I, I kind of like this this direction that the Spurs were, were taking in the bubble, you know. Uh, it was like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and go with this young core, and if we get into the playoffs, that's a plus. But at the end of the day, we're going to get them that much-needed experience uh, to help them that much more come the upcoming season because right. I don't think yeah. Pop, Pop knew that you know the with the uncertainty of things to come uh, minutes were going to be shortened will be shortened supply you know and demand yeah. uh, coming this season because we don't know how many games yeah. are going to be played what's going to happen what's the playoff format going to look like we don't know so Quindary you know he got the minutes that he was given and hopefully he impressed the coaching staff enough to you know really get some some more minutes in the lineup we're, we're talking about Weatherspoon here and the intangibles that he brings. You mentioned it. The players have mentioned it. You know, we, we've spoken about this before. So I went to B-Ball Index to say, okay, well, what are the top talent areas for Quindari? You know, what does he bring to the, to the roster? And with the Spurs needing defense, well, he provides that. And the, the small sample size that he's played in San Antonio, this is how B-Ball Index uh, looks at him or how they profile him. Um so his first top talent that he provides to San Antonio is perimeter defense. Huh, Joe? The Spurs yeah. need that. 
the, he and they they describe him as the ability to cover and disrupt on the perimeter defensively. So we okay, good check mark. Then they give him a nod for defensive rebounding, so he can rebound. And they also give him something uh, a check mark for roll gravity. And for those of y'all who do not know what roll gravity is, is the ability to defend. I'm sorry, to bend the defense through scoring and screening um, with the ball, ball screen situations, just in order to disrupt that defense and make them have to commit to Weatherspoon in situations to bend their defense, to create gravity, to bend their defense. So again, Joe, a, def- a, a defending guard the Spurs need. My thing is, okay, fine. If you're going to just keep him on the roster, Joe, then give him the minutes to get better. And if he brings that defensiveness, as we see that people index is saying, then let him do that, Joe. Yeah. Let him do that. But again, it's, it's easier said than done, you know? So yeah. All like I said, like I said, only thing we can hope for is that he really has worked on a lot of these little areas that were suggested to him by the coaching staff and the off season. And he just comes in and really impresses everybody. You know, that's that's my hope yeah. for him because I had a lot of uh, expectations, uh, high expectations for this young man. And after seeing what he can do with the Austin Spurs, uh, I just want to see that translate into real uh, NBA minutes out there on the court for him because I believe, you know, he's well-respected, you know, by by his teammates. You know, like, like you always say, they're always yeah. saying nothing but great things about this young man. So I just want to see him really uh, – carve his way into that lineup you know so hopefully that'll happen this season yeah just diving deeper into his perimeter defense again something the spurs need uh moving forward and again going to b-ball index here uh they give him an a and rank him in the 94th percentile of the nba in loose ball recovery rate so that ball is loose more than likely than not he's going to get that ball and get you possession for the spurs they also give him an a and rank him in the 99th percentile of the league, Joe, in pickpocket rating. So what is that? That's just an estimate of how active a defender is uh, on on the ball, on the steals, and or how many times he's going for it, trying to pickpocket the ball from a defender. They give him an A for that. They also give him, and I, I didn't see this coming, an A- minus and rank him in the 81st percentile of the NBA, in three-point contests, or how many times he's contesting contesting three-point attempts, and they, they say that he does a very good job of that, uh, you know, an A minus. So there's your perimeter defense right there, Joe. Yeah, you, I mean he's he's classified as a wing, you know, shooting yeah. guard. He can he can play the wing. Uh, he's about six. Some, some sites have him listed at six three. Others have him listed at six four. He's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> you know, so it's it's hard to to gauge what what his true height is. I, I lean more to him being six three rather than him being six four. But either way, you know, defense is one of his strong suits. Um, you just want to see him work a little bit more on that three point shooting. I think if he can work on that three point shooting and develop an outside shot, uh, it's gonna only you know increase his chances on carving away into the lineup as far as getting those minutes uh, from somebody else. You know because. The upside is he's young. He has a lot of uh, basketball in him, and he's got a lot of energy, you know? So mm-hmm. we could definitely use him, you know? It would be interesting to see if the Spurs could use him in a, in a sense if he's shown the growth uh, to back up if we still have him, uh, you know, Bryn Forbes, you know? Because to me, yeah. uh, he always seemed like he could be a, an, up, an upgrade to Bryn Forbes in that shooting guard position. But again, you know, yeah. he just doesn't yeah. have that ability to shoot the three like Bryn. 
Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's what I was going to ask you. Okay, so if they let go of Bryn and if they don't bring back Marco, you know, those are two positions that are freed up. And there I think Spoon can slide into yeah. and become uh, a backup guard. And I think that's his best shot. But if if they got Kel- Keldon doing his thing and they got DeMar, if he comes back and, you know, we know that uh, Lonnie can do his thing handling the ball as well as uh, Derek White, you know, yeah, maybe minutes might be sparse for him. But I, I would like to see him slide into those bench roles uh, if the Spurs decide not to bring back Forbes and Bellinelli. So those are f- free minutes there. And also, too, if Mills, Joe, Mills decides to you know take a step back, as we saw in the bubble, and free up some minutes for it. What, this one, I think that'll work for him. But at the end of the day, they just see themselves trying to build around the young core that we have, and the, the name names, you know, your Keldon's, your Derek, your DeJounte, your Lonnie. And if Weatherspoon is not a part of that, then I think they should let him know and maybe let him go, Joe. Yeah, either that or maybe make a trade, you know, pair him with somebody else who, yeah. you know, you think can can be attractive as far as, you know, making a trade with another team. Maybe pair him up with LMA and, you know, somebody else. I mean, like I stated to Spurs fans, never get attached to players because they can always be traded because they're assets, you know, and it's part of the business. Uh, if they were to, you know, even pile in, you know, one Patty Mills, you know, in mm-hmm. LMA and Quindary, you know, yeah, they could probably get somebody, but it's not going to be an elite superstar, you know, it's going to mm-hmm. be somebody of comparable value, much like, yeah, he's not going to, yeah, he's not going to net you a, a megastar, you know, he'll yeah. be part of a deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? be, yeah. The yeah. same thing happened uh, but- with Kawhi, you know, we got somebody who was comparable. It's never going to replace the player who, who, who wanted to be traded, but you just try to make the best with what you got, you know? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So those are our thoughts on Weatherspoon. Give you a little bit of a taste of what B-Ball Index has to say regarding uh, Weatherspoon and what he brings to San Antonio. And our thoughts, I'm of the opinion that, hey, look, if he's not part of that young core and, you know, you don't see him factoring in, then maybe think about letting him go. Joe saying, hey, give the guy a run. Give him him a chance to shine. Let's see what he's got with more minutes. Because mind you, Joe, these numbers that we're seeing, uh, whether it be from B-Ball Index or any other source, it's a small sample size for Spoon because he didn't really get that many NBA games. And Austin, he's great. But NBA, we don't know yet. The jury's still out. So, but we would like to hear from you what you think. You can let Joe know on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast um, and me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs. When we get back, we're going to continue our chat about your San Antonio Spurs. We are back and I am joined by Joe Garcia. He's with Two Shots Podcast and Pudo Sports SA. Joe, I have been away from the mic for a while, but uh, how's Pudo uh, Sports SA going? Oh, we got some things coming up. You know, been trying to work on um, different formatting for the show moving forward and trying to incorporate our love for all things sports and putting it into a, a nice and interesting and unique format. Uh, let's say presentation to the fans mm-hmm. but also you know i, I recorded last week uh, an episode uh for two shots with uh, our very own ty yeager the man who mm-hmm. broke spurs twitter so i hope to have that <laughs> out today sometime soon so yeah. look for that you know i'm glad you brought that up i was gonna end on uh, this note what did you think about the at least the alleged not confirmed but the alleged spurs city edition jerseys that feature the 90s colors I think it's a good starting point. I I like the jerseys. They were clean. I know Spurs fans are going to feel a certain way about them. You have, I'd say, maybe more than half of the Spurs fans out there who really enjoy uh, this new 
fiesta colored themed jersey because yeah. we've never had one you know like this for for quite some time as far as the city edition we've always had the camo yeah. which is a nice refreshing yeah. you know take on, on the city edition but then you have the the other fan base who notoriously it's it's never good enough you can't satisfy yeah. everybody and a lot of the i guess the the fan-made jerseys, you know, everybody's mm -hmm. their re their renderings <laughs> that we've seen from the fans with Photoshop and all that. Um, they're really not going to translate to what you can do in it in in the scope of an actual NBA jersey. There's a lot of rules, guidelines, regulations that all teams have to kind of adhere to. So it's hard mm -hmm. to give the fans everything they want. But I think they did a really good um, first rendition, you know, so to speak. Yeah. And they they also compiled it with. The shorts who the shorts which haven't been officially stated that these are the shorts, but more than yeah. likely they are, and I think they complement uh, the whole look really well. Yeah, and and again, you know what Ty did, you know, and he's wants to make this very clear, so I'll do this for him. He didn't break the news that the Spurs are reportedly getting a Fiesta themed city jersey. All he did was confirm it, so he wants to make that very clear. You know, uh, he mentioned it on Lockdown Spurs. He's told me um, outside of Lockdown Spurs, just our daily conversation, he's saying, like, yeah, Spurs fans have to understand. I just confirmed it. I didn't break it. But nevertheless, no, I, I truly believe th these are it. Uh, I helped Ty because uh, we knew Joe a couple days before we put it out there on the Spurs zone um, that these were it. And uh, we found out through the source that Ty uh, contacted that, yeah, the, the, those are it, that they confirmed it as well. So we knew, okay, we're good to go. And then when the Spurs did the tweet, I don't know if you saw it. Oh, I did. Where they were looking for leakers, like who are these leakers, <laughs> something like that, or who are these professional leakers? They pretty much all but confirmed it. But Joe, I tell you this much though, uh, look, I like the, um, the, the, as you mentioned, the first attempt at these 90s throwback jerseys for the city edition. But Joe, there's a part of me that I wish we got the, Spurs ABA jerseys with the word San Antonio across the, oh, the jersey. Uh, I'm waiting for those, Joe. It would be nice for them to maybe uh, kind of incorporate that uh, probably next season. You know, yeah, they do the Fiesta theme this season. Maybe next season go way back to the ABA days. ABA yeah. days of, of the chaparrales. <laughs> well, they did that one year. Remember they had the, the white when they said chaps on it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But, you know, I, I'd yeah. like to see not only the the jersey but the court as well i think it'd be a good you know going back to your roots and kind of you know incorporating that <laughs> yeah. because before they had the the spur and they had the coyote uh, mascot we they were the sh the chaparrales <laughs> you know yeah so you, you just got to go ahead and look that up um it, it's a great throwback you know to those aba days and so were the balls you know the basketballs the red white and blue balls um yeah my our good friend chris duel had a funny story uh, you got to go check it out on on the two shots uh, podcast website uh, where i interviewed chris and he actually stole one of those balls and took off as soon as what? he got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> funny story that is funny hilarious story. Yeah. yeah the um i i think they'll probably have I, I don't know anything that wasn't been confirmed yet but i think they'll do something with the court because you're seeing a lot of nba teams uh showcasing a new look court for next season yeah but here's the thing they'll find you know you bring out a new look new, new look court but what does it matter if fans can't even go to the games yeah if, if the fans want to know where these things get leaked look no further than instagram there's there's i don't know how they do it but almost every season when they're doing something with the court or whatnot there there's workers that work on the yeah. court uh 
and they leaks they leak these pictures out. So if you all are looking to break Spurs Twitter and you want to be one of these guys that breaks the news, just go to Instagram man, and check it out. I'm sure you'll find it there first. Yeah, exactly. But uh, Joe, but are you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. What is your overall grade of these uh, City Edition jerseys? I give it a thumbs up. I, I liked it, you know. I hope that we get the court as well. You know, that'd be two thumbs up. But I think it's a good uh, first step, a step in the right direction. And they're finally hearing what the fans want and they're delivering. So maybe things are changing in the in the, in the the landscape of uh, the San Antonio Spurs front office. I'm, I'm hoping it is. Uh, yeah, I think we all are. Hopefully they'll crack open that vault and uh, not be so secretive with every little thing you know it doesn't have to be that way well how spurs. do we know that the spurs front office wasn't the wasn't the the people in charge of the actual leak you know they hey, wanted to kind of tease the fans a little bit i mean it happens you never you know? know yeah yeah exactly you never know all right but we're done talking we want to hear from you what do you think about the uh, spurs city and justin jerseys as well as patty mills and his thoughts that he is nowhere near his peak yet and do you think the spurs should invest in him moving forward and also what about Weatherspoon? you think with uh, a lot of guards on deck uh, that the spurs should do him a solid let him go and uh, spread his wings elsewhere or give him those minutes next season once again you can let joe know on twitter at two shots podcast and don't forget to uh visit and subscribe to poodle sports sa uh, by going again just go to joe's twitter it's all there in his uh, profile it's really easy for you to check out what he has going on poodle sports Follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. And go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. For Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>